Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. Gary Bell, Brad Pollack, our law firm is Bell & Pollack. We are injury attorneys. This show is for you on an injury subject. We do it every week. We've been doing this for years. Come on. We want to educate you. We want you to be informed on all these injury subjects. The more information you have, the more powerful it becomes. You know what to do. You're not guessing, right? We've said that forever. I would agree, think you would agree with that. Yeah? Yeah? The more information you have, if you're informed, if you're educated, you know, that's why I go to the dentist, because I don't know what to do there. That's why I go to the doctor. I don't know what to do there. And that's why I hope that you listen to these podcasts and shows that we do for you. You know, we have our one-hour-long Champions of the People injury show that airs on different venues throughout the state of Colorado every weekend. Every weekend, one hour long, in addition to all of our 30-minute shows, in addition to all of the information we have on our website, championsofthepeople.com, championsofthepeople.com, we have our books there. We have a new book now. Just met with a publisher yesterday, finally. It's going to be a book on uninsured motorist coverage and underinsured motorist coverage. For you, it's going to be free. They said about two weeks, which I mean, I think it means about three weeks. But nevertheless, it's there. For you. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? I want you to do an exercise for me right now. Oh, come on, Gary. I'm, I don't want to do that. I just want you to entertain me. I don't want to do an exercise. Yes, you're going to do an exercise with me. Not physical exercise. If you're in your car, if you're in your car or wherever you are, look to the person to your left. Do they have a headache? Look to the person to your right. Do they have a headache? So keep your hands on the wheel. Pay attention to what you're doing. But look to the person in the car next to you. They have a headache. And the one right in, right in front of you or to the right of you, do they have a headache? How do you know? Now, you probably don't know. Today, we're going to talk about concussions. And that's kind of how concussions go. Concussions are serious. You know, and really kind of 20 years ago, they kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. And they sure got swept under the rug by the insurance companies, and they still do. How much value do you think in a car crash that an insurance company puts on the fact that you had cervical injuries, neck injuries, and you also had a concussion. How much value, money value, money worth, do you think they put on your concussion? I think you can tell by the show and by the tone of my voice, not much. Not much. Why? Because they consider it to be an invisible injury. They consider it to something, well, wow, we can't see it, like the headache. That's why he gave you the headache example. And you did, you did a good job on that example. You got an A on that exercise. Good job. Way to go. All right, so you're in a car crash. That's our example today. You're in a car crash. I always ask my clients, did you lose consciousness? Almost every one of them tell me, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I can tell you a real-life experience, and, of course, I can't use any names, but I can tell you a real-life experience. I thought about it was 20 years ago. A client got rear-ended by an 18-wheeler oil truck on I-70 coming down from the mountains. So think about this. Think about this answer. I ask him... Did you lose consciousness? <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, no, I didn't. I said, okay, describe for me what happened. He's describing it, and I'm not going to go out throughout. He said, well, I got hit, um, and then I turn around. Uh, next thing I know, I turn around, and the state trooper's at my window. Well, I said, well, what happened in between? You get hit, and then you turn around, and the state trooper's at your window. He goes, I don't know. I am trying to educate you right now. That's the way it works. Most people don't think they lost consciousness. That was a pretty extreme example. Most pe people don't think they do. And when the EMTs get there and the ambulance get there, I can't tell you how many times I've seen in the EMT records, denies LOC, denies loss of consciousness. And why am I going on and on about loss of consciousness? Why? Because under the American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine, 
Boy, that sounds impressive, right? The American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine says that the criteria for you to be diagnosed with a concussion is you must have one of two things, basically, with some exceptions, but one of two things. Number one, numero uno, for a later diagnosis of concussion, you must have had loss of consciousness at the scene. That's why we asked the question. Number two, if you don't have LOC, loss of consciousness, you must be, quote, these are exact words, quote, dazed and confused. So to get into the arena where a doctor can diagnose you, you, diagnose you with a concussion and to prove it to the insurance company, you must in the first instance have LOC, loss of consciousness, or dazed and confused, or both. But if you answer those questions no, and many people do, and they had it anyway, you're on a downhill spiral. Can that still be resurrected in one? Yes. Is it harder to do? Yes. So that's the first thing I want to teach you. The second thing I want to teach you is, you know, if the EMTs come and you're dazed and confused, you don't make anything up, but if you are, you tell them. Because they're going to put it in the notes, and the insurance company is going to grab those notes and use them against you forever. You didn't tell the EMTs you lost consciousness. You didn't tell the EMTs you were dazed and confused. That would have been the perfect opportunity, Mr. and Mrs. Injured Victim. You could have done that, but you didn't. Please listen to me. Yeah? Listen to me. That reminds me of what my commander used to say in the military. Listen up. Well, listen up. I want you to know this stuff. All right? So now you get to the EMTs. You go to the emergency room. They ask you the same questions, all right? And then they say, were you, were you, did you lose consciousness? A lot of people say, I don't know. You know, that's a truthful answer. I don't know is a truthful answer. I don't know, doc. So they usually put down denies loss of consciousness. The reason I'm telling you this is because symptoms of a concussion don't always automatically 100% appear at the time of the crash. They onset over time. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And therefore, you have trouble later, a week down the road, two days down the road, two months down the road. You, you have to have crossed the appropriate threshold at the beginning, and that's why we're talking about this. What's the appropriate threshold? I just taught it to you. Numero uno, number one, loss of consciousness, or number two, you were dazed and confused. Those are magical words in medicine. Those are magical words. All right, next problem. You get to the emergency room. Maybe, the, maybe you said I was kind of dazed and confused. They're going to give you a test. It's going to be called a Glasgow coma scale test, Glasgow coma scale test. Most people pass it with 100% flying colors. What does that mean, Gary? That means you get a 15 out of a 15 on the test, on the Glasgow coma. So the insurance company looks at your emergency room records, looks at your Glasgow coma scale test, and says you, you registered a 15 out of a 15. That's perfect. That means you don't have a concussion. That means you don't have concussive type symptoms. You don't have post-concussive syndrome. What's your problem? Well, my problem is I'm now having sleep problems, mood swings, personality changes, memory problems, cognitive processing problems, getting lost. I'm angry. I got headaches. I'm depressed. I'm mad. I never was like that before. And they say to you, you didn't follow the right steps to begin with. Your Glasgow Coma Scale was a perfect 15. Therefore, you couldn't have a concussion. Do not let them do this to you. There are ways to win this. There are ways to beat this. And you know what I'm going to say next. I know you do. You ready? You know. You can tell me. To do it, you have to have what? A legal game plan. Well, Gary, I've heard you talk about that before. Yeah. If you have a legal game plan on your injuries and your game plan is proper and is followed properly, you can win the war. Let's go back to your concussion. So you're at the emergency room. They say you have a perfect Glasgow coma scale of 15. Look, look, let me give you the way to beat it right now. You tell the insurance company. I tell the insurance company. 
of course they've got a perfect Glasgow Coma Scale at 15 when they get there, unless they were in a coma because they didn't have a perfect 15 out of a 15 at the scene of the crash. But you're transported. What does it take? 15, 30 minutes to get to the hospital? By then, of course, your Glasgow Coma Scale is a perfect 15. Do not let them do this to you. I know you won't because you're listening to me. So don't let them have it. Don't let them have their way. So then, what are we talking about on concussion? If you could write these words down, fine. If you're driving your car, just memorize it. Memorize it. Concussive injuries are symptom-proven injuries. Well, Gary, I heard you, but what does that mean? You have to prove the concussion through the symptoms. You know, sometimes you go into the hospital and they suspect you might have had a head injury. Ah, concussion. They suspect you might have had a brain bleed. Ah, concussion. Or a brain bleed. Or ischemic white material on your brain. So we're going to have to take an MRI and take a look at you. But they're not taking an MRI to see if you have a concussion because that doesn't show up on the MRI. What they're taking an MRI for 90% of the time, a couple of exceptions, is to see if you have an active brain bleed. Because if you have an active brain bleed and they discharge you from their hospital emergency room with an active brain bleed, those doctors have a big problem. You do too medically, but they got a big legal problem. So they give you an MRI to see if you have a brain bleed. So what if you don't have a brain bleed? They give you the MRI, it comes back normal, and doctor talk, it's unremarkable. It's normal, it doesn't show anything. There's no, there's no new ischemic white material anywhere. Well, there's no ischemic white material anywhere anyway. So therefore, the insurance company tells you, well, then you don't have a concussion. What did I just teach you? You can have a concussion because symptoms don't show up on the films. Symptoms don't show up on x-rays. Symptoms of concussions don't show up on MRIs. You prove a concussion through the symptoms that you have. Well, wait a minute, Gary. Wait a minute. How do you do that? You report the symptoms, all of them. That's how you do that. Well, report them to who? Your doctors, the EMTs. I can't tell you how many cases I've done in my, in my career where they said, well, you said we have a concussion, and now we're a year later or a year and a half later, and you say, man, I've got, I've got long-term memory issues. I've got, I got anger management problems. I've got mood swings. I'm not even the same person I used to be. And believe me, your spouse can tell me, can tell us, Bell and Pollock, whether you're the same person you used to be, because I hear that all the time, right? So how do you do this? How do you prove this? I'm going to cover that just in a minute, but you're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. I'm Gary Bell. Um, Brad Pollock's normally with me. He's not here today. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs. We do injury cases all over the state of Colorado, and we have for years. And the reason Mr. Brad Pollock is not here right now doing this podcast is he in jury trial in Durango, Colorado. He is in a jury trial in Durango. Probably going to get a verdict any time right now. We do cases, injury cases, all over the state, and we have for years. I mean, I don't care if it's a bicycle, a big truck, big rig, right? In your car, pedestrian, motorcycle, call Bell and Pollock, 303-795-5900. That's 303 795 5900. In the mountains, it's calls at 970-870-8989. That's 870-8989. Or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. It's an information-loaded website. You can, you can email us. You can have live chat, right? We're there for you. We're here 24-7. Call Bell and Pollock. You've been injured in a car crash. You give Bell and Pollock a call. And I just can't help myself. We got some new things coming out for you. <laughs> we designed them yesterday. They're still on the drawing board. But we're going to redesign our automobile car accident packet that we give to you for free. 
right? You can put it in your glove box, but it's going to be so cool because on this packet, we're going to have an insert. And you can take the insert out if you have an accident, and there's going to be a QR code that you can just uh, scan it in on your phone. And it's going to tell you what to do. Whoa, that's pretty cool. And there's going to be another QR code that's going to take you right to our website. I'm sorry, I got a little off subject, but I got so excited about what's coming up for you in the injury world, how we're going to help you. I just, I just couldn't help myself. So let's go back to concussions. How are you going to prove the concussion to the insurance company? You're going to report your symptoms, all of your symptoms, to the doctors. And we have a legal game plan that we can help you on on that. There's a way to do it that's foolproof. I'm like, I don't have the time to cover it right here, but you come in to Bell & Pollock, you've been injured, we'll give you a game plan on concussions. But you have to prove your symptoms. You have to tell the doctor your symptoms. Your symptoms have to go into the records because insurance companies later look for your symptoms in the records. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from insurance companies and defense lawyers, well, you say you had a headache. You say you, uh, you were very confused in the emergency room, but it doesn't say that on the records. It said, you said you had vision problems in the emergency room, but it doesn't say that. You went to your doctor, your PCP, three days later, and it doesn't say that on the records that you have headaches or depression or mood swings, or personality uh, changes, or you have inability to concentrate, or you have lack of focus, or you worry all the time when you didn't worry before, or your quality of life has changed and you don't know why. You, sir, and you, ma'am, didn't put that on the, didn't report that to the doctor. No, I did. I did report it. Well, it's not in the records, so we're not going to count it. As the insurance company, we're not going to pay you. But wait a minute, it's a year and a half later, and I still have very significant problems. Sorry. Do Do you see how you need to know this stuff. Do you see how we can help you? I know you see it. We all see it. You can call Bell and Pollock anytime, 303-795-5900. Let's cover, just for FYI, your information, let's cover some, not all of the symptoms of a concussion. Headaches, that's usually onsets right away. But I want to tell you something. What's the difference between a concussion and an acute injury? Well, Gary, what's an acute injury? An acute injury is one, I mean, you're in a car accident, you break your arm, right then, boom, that's acute. That's what doctors call acute. Not congenital, not chronic, not long-standing, boom, it happened right then. Concussions are not like acute injuries because those symptoms of that broken arm appear right now. It hurts, I can't move it, it's killing me, I'm screaming. Concussion symptoms sometimes appear right at the scene. LOC, loss of consciousness, headaches, confusion, being dazed, emotional, well, you say, Gary, that would apply maybe almost all the time. Well, maybe so. But it, concussion symptoms, medically speaking and legally speaking, can onset over time. What do you mean, Gary? Well, what I mean is you might have headaches and confusion and being dazed and confused in the emergency room, but then next week you might be starting to have memory problems that you never had before. And then two weeks later you might start to have vision problems. The insurance company can't tell you. They want to, but they can't tell you. That those symptoms, you can't, we're not going to pay you for those symptoms. We're not going to pay you because they didn't onset to begin with. They can't tell you that because concussive symptoms can onset over time. They can get worse. They can get better, which is the next thing they say. Well, you should have been over this in six weeks. What's your problem, right? So they can, they get worse over time. Think about a football player. They take them out, a hockey player. They take them out. They evaluate them. Do you think they do an MRI over there on the sideline? No. What do they do? What does a neurologist do over there? Well, here, follow my finger. Look at me. Look, make your eyes go up, down, sideways, both sides. Tell me what day it is. Count backwards from five to one. If they, if they don't pass those in some other tests, you're going to go into concussion protocol. There was no MRI. 
So if, if no MRI for football players and hockey players and, and soccer players, and why, why does the insurance company say you, nothing was on your MRI? It was all normal. And that same football player, that same hockey player, and the same person involved in a car crash can develop new symptoms in two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks they never had before because symptoms of a concussion can onset over time. Am I making my point with you? If you're sick of me saying that I'm making my point, I'm getting home to you. You can call Bell and Pollock anytime. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, 303-795-5900. Do not let the insurance company beat you on this one. Symptoms are everything. Symptoms are everything in a concussion. Vision issues, hearing issues, flashbacks, lethargic, non-energetic, loss of interest, don't care anymore. Just come home and I I just lay down on the couch. I have to go into a dark room. And one more thing before we finish. I, I have a million more things to, to tell you about, but I mean, we've got to finish this podcast sometime. Come on. You've got to get on with the rest of your life here, right? So one more thing. If you go to the doctor and you say you have these symptoms, you know, I, I feel confused. I've got memory problems. I, I can't watch TV. I can't work on my computer screen anymore. What do you think they're going to do for you? What do you think the medical protocol is for treatment of those symptoms? Well, I'm not a neurologist, but I've been doing this a long time. And this is what I hear. Well, I'm going to hold your hand. They don't usually say that, but they are. They're going to hold your hand. They're going to say, just take it easy. Don't challenge your brain. Go home. Don't work on the computer. Don't look at TV if it bothers you. Rest. You might even rest in a dark room. Did they, was there any medication in there? No. There's no magic pill for this. They're waiting for time. Time for what? Because 60, 70% of the time, maybe 80% of the time, your brain, this miraculous organ that it is, tries to heal itself. And the reason I know all this is I've been through these cases a lot of times, and I've had neurologists uh, teach me, and I've had neurologists testify on the stand. And your axons and your eons and aeons are firing in your brain, and they have circuits in your brain they want to go through. And sometimes when they can't get to a circuit and it's blocked, it makes them mad. And they try to create a new circuit in your brain. And so insurance companies want to see if you heal. Because insurance companies think that 100% of the people that have concussive symptoms at the beginning, we're all better. After six weeks, we're all good. And that's not what the statistics show. And that's not real life. And you need attorneys that can fight for you. And remember, concussion might be only one of your injuries. And you need a legal game plan for a concussion. You need a legal game plan for your neck injury. And you need a legal game plan for your accident and your car crash and your life. Bell and Pollock, we trademark protected legal game plan. We wrote a book called Legal Game Plan. You can find it on our website, championsofthepeople.com. I hope that we have helped you today. I hope that we have given you some elucidation, edification, education. Because at Bell & Pollock, we educate and advocate for you and your family in a crash, in an injury situation, a premises liability, an attractive nuisance, a child, God forbid, a child, or the impossible The unthinkable, the unimaginable happens. Somebody is killed. You need attorneys. You need good attorneys. You need attorneys that care about you, educate you, and guide you through and navigate the insurance maze. Bell and Pollock, our website, championsofthepeople.com. Call us anytime, 303-795-5900. In the mountains, call us at 970-870-8989. Just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, because... We champion your injury case for you and your family and because we are your champions of the people. See you next week.